0: Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. On this week's episode, I, Aaron Gehrke, and Kevin Bender are engaging in a conversation about chapter one of the story. Uh, There's a lot of content uh, if you're reading along through uh, the book, The Story, uh, in this first chapter, Uh, but we really want to zero in on the reality that God is creator and the importance of having a right understanding. God's creation and who we are, and really getting the beginning of the scripture right. Because if we don't get it right, we really won't get the rest of the Bible right. So uh, we hope that you will dive into this discussion and that it will be impactful for you.
1: We really hope you enjoy it. Hey, Kevin. Greetings, Aaron.
0: Well, it's good to see you,
1: buddy. Yeah, it's good to see you too. Why the well? What? (laughs) <laughs> did I say something? No, you just said well. Well, it's good to see you. Is that the just the like well a...
0: is. Why do you always sit on the crack of the cushions? I, uh, I tuned, I tuned into the podcast that you and Marcus did last week, and you guys are sitting, right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Both of you sit. I don't it's know. Like a, it's like
1: a love seat at that point.
0: I don't understand why you don't take a whole cushion.
1: I couldn't tell you, man. <laughs> I, you know,
0: but both of you do it, which is even more ridiculous. Is M-
1: Marcus the second born? No, he's the oldest. Is he the oldest? Yeah. Man, he's got two brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I was going to blame it on my, you know, like I remember growing up, there's all like avoid cracks, right? Yeah. Step on a crack, break your mama's back. Uh-huh. And so I was going to try and tie it into me being a second-born child oh. and being very rebellious and having to do the opposite. But
0: it was probably Marcus just dominating over his little brothers. You know, they try to sit down at the couch, and Marcus's like, no, I'm taking the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what it was. Mm. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. The, the only other observation I have about today is that I wore my bunny shirt oh, yeah. today. I'm observing that now as well. It's a, so I have a, it's just a whole bunch of bunnies. Bountiful. But I think it's probably because I preached about creation and 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 Noah. I do not even talk about this actually in the sermon. Um, mm-hmm. But like that, there's that phrase that that God um, speaks to Adam and Eve: "Be fruitful and multiply." That's right. Um, then he 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 repeats that same thing to Noah and his family after they get off the ark: "Be fruitful and multiply." So. Ah. In honor of uh, Be Fruitful and Multiply, I have many bunnies on my shirt because if anybody knows how to multiply, it'd
1: be the bunnies. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Fitting shirt. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you for uh, for preaching that yesterday, man. That uh, walk through creation Yeah. Uh, was good. Uh, you know, we were stepping into this, you know, kind of, I, I want to call it week one of the story. It feels weird to call it week two. Yeah. Yeah. So week zero was the launch. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but walking into week one of the story and um, yeah. It's called this, chapter one chapter 1 there you go there you go yeah and this uh, creation you know narrative is setting us up for the beginning of, of the story and you emphasize in your sermon how important that is to to at the beginning you know catch the beginning yeah. right? it was funny even when you were talking about um, you know like learning how to write yeah. you know and, and basically you want to in the beginning like kind of lay out for your hearers yeah. what's going on like there's numerous times have I heard that from different people in different fields oh, okay. where they're like, yeah, you know, right? Like, in talking to me about giving a sermon, right? Yeah, just tell them what you're going to say. Say what you, you're going to tell them, you know, and then tell them what you said. I think mean, it's something like that, yeah. right? Like, tell them what you're going to say. Say it. Tell them what you said. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of interesting. I, I feel like right there in the beginning of this story in, you know, this first chapter of the story, these um, Genesis accounts of, of life happening, a God is really laying some serious groundwork. Yeah. And in some, in some ways, it's like you could, you could almost understand the whole gospel yeah. uh, when you read these stories. You can yeah. see it, at least. You can see kind of the, uh, the etchings of it, you know? It's like the blueprints are being laid. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you never get to Jesus, it's not really—the house ain't going to be built, right. you know? But already, it's like, oh, oh, that's why this guy has to come. <laughs> right,
0: right. I mean, if I said as much in my sermon, I'll say it again, but if we, don't, if we don't understand that God is creator and has the full capacity to create and humanity wants to do everything it can to kick God out of that position and, and raise up our own authority mm. and yet God is still committed to us and, and working to make all things right, if we don't get that right, we'll never understand who Jesus is and why he came and what he did and the fullness of it and what he's promised to give us at the resurrection from the dead and the mm. and the restoration of creation in the new heavens and the new earth mm. like so this is where we're trying to i mean we were getting ahead of ourselves but <laughs> we're also not because as we get started here we're telling you about mm. where we're going to be going as we read through the story like this is what we want you our listeners to 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 hear what the, the congregation what we want you to grow in your your knowledge and love of God's word that you actually can understand the whole flow from creation to new creation, all culminating in Jesus, and seeing your place in it, right? So, mm-hmm. but again, if we don't if we don't get the creation right, a lot the rest of it really we won't get a
1: lot of it right. Yeah, and I think uh, part of uh, of getting you know getting it right is getting God right. Yeah, how many people have um you know this miss place idea of who God is and kind of his character, yeah. right? I mean, even for myself, I know that in my life, there's been times when I've kind of felt like, you know, afraid to go to God or that God, you know, it's like, oh shoot, you know, you see, it's the like that song, oh, be careful little eyes what you see, uh, be care- for the Father up above is looking down in love, Yeah, but like when I sing that song, I'm like, I don't really feel like this song is like a passive-aggressive kind of thing about like don't do anything wrong because somebody's watching
0: yeah you know well that's what i mean i i taught a bible class yesterday um for for adults in the church and um and somebody somebody made a comment like that um, and said i wonder what god is thinking about us when he looks down at us now he's probably just shaking his head at, at the way that the world is going you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and i said you can correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, but I said, no, he's not. He's actually looking at you uh, through the lens of Jesus.
1: Mm.
0: So he's not shaking his head at you in disgust. He's smiling at you because he he loves you and you're his child, you know, fully fully redeemed mm. and loved. And It's not that God, God's not sitting up in heaven like shaking his head at you. He's actually more right by your side saying, hey, mm. I'm with you. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm showing you the way to eternal life and I'm going to get you there. You
1: know, like that's a totally different perspective. Yeah, and that's well, in Jesus, right? We get a picture. of Do you that. need to correct me if I'm wrong, or would you agree? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to scripture to, to you know, interpret your scripture. <laughs> okay. That word of God yeah. you just spoke to me, man, uh, which was beautiful. But yeah, Jesus, right? When he sees the crowds, yeah, he sees these people, and he's and it's the kind of you know, I think it's in the Gospel of John. It's painting a picture of kind of what you this same scenario of like. Look, they have no idea what they're doing, you know, like, and shouldn't God be shaking his head? And it says, no, Jesus looked on them with compassion. Yeah. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's what he wanted to step in and be for them, yeah. you know. But this, when we go back to creation, we go back to Genesis, yeah. we see God's look, this is God's image of life, like, like good life, the good life. Yeah. You know? Um, God doesn't step in and create some sort of weird dynamic where we're the rebellious ones he's gotta punish. Yeah. He says, Adam, Eve, yeah. like be with me in this garden. Be in relationship with me. Yeah. You know, walk with me in the cool of the day. Let's yeah. do life together. Yeah. And I mean Genesis says it was good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and even even after their fall into sin, if you think about it, mm-hmm. God still acts with mercy and grace for them. I mean it says that God God looks for them in the cool or this is searching for them, you know. Yeah. Um, but, it's, I mean, he's God. He already knows that they sinned. But he pursues them and he mm.
1: finds them in their hiding place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, yeah. and I think he, before he even finds them, doesn't he call out to yeah. them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you? Where are you? Yeah. you know, he gives them the opportunity to realize that they've hidden themselves from him, yeah, right? Like, he's not, it's not a witch hunt, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's its kind of, you know, it's just like what our kids do, yeah. right? Like, or at least my kid's not old enough to do this quite, you know, she's not good at hiding yet. Yeah. Uh, but, like, when I was young and we were playing in the basement and we broke, you know, some pictures of my parents, yeah. well, then, like, yeah, we try and cover it all up and make it look like nothing happened yeah. and we'd kind of hide, you know, and then... My parents would discover it. And when you do, you know, well, sometimes you just get blasted. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the I think the most helpful way that as parents we walk with our kids is when we 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 want them to see like we want them to see our hearts yeah. towards them. Yeah, I actually was I was super proud
0: of my kids the other day. They were playing in the basement and uh, they knocked over a, a lamp um, and the lampshade popped off. Like nothing is broken. And honestly, even if it was broken i wouldn't have cared because it's just, just an old junkie lamp anyways yeah um but they knocked it over and they actually came and told me about it right away and they're like dad this is what happened and, wow. and you know and i was like oh well, thanks for telling me you know yeah like, it was just like a very real opportunity to and then probably again i mean i i don't i don't get all caught up about possessions anyways there's probably certain things that are more expensive or more important that if they had broken i'd be a little bit more upset about but this crummy lamp in the basement that is in the basement for a reason you know like
1: mm-hmm. i didn't care about
0: but i was proud of them for uh for reaching out yeah well
1: you should be that's it's hard i remember yeah. as a kid and i'm sure i like it's it's crazy how natural you know going again to this garden story you know as soon as the the shoe drops it's the blame game you oh know? my goodness like just right away isn't that amazing and that's like we're at the kind of the same way you know yeah like I,
0: <laughs> adam says the woman you gave me right god goes to the woman that serpent you know boom yeah.
1: boom, boom, boom yep no i didn't do it wasn't me i mean i did something but it, i but they'd talk i about was it. basically forced to you yeah. know like yeah i wasn't you know it wasn't my fault yeah. yeah yeah like we don't want to own up right so good on the kids yeah yeah
0: but this is where the again like i the <laughs> genesis one through three
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, to those of you listening, like, if you read it, go back and read it again and then read it again read it again. Like, there are so many practical implications for understanding, again, who God is, who we are, what are, what's the root cause of our sinful nature, this selfishness, this doubting God's Word, yeah. right? Doubting God's Word, the desire for knowledge, to be like God and mm-hmm. to seek answers that are beyond. Like, it's just putting ourselves in the center instead of God's Word and just not trusting Him or trusting other
1: people. Like, I
0: mean, you can get, you get all of
1: that in Genesis 1 through 3. Yeah. And I want to, if you're up for it, I would love to actually like zoom in real fast on one of those pieces because even I, I mean, it's, well, I found it in the back, in the back of the story there are questions. Yeah. Uh, So if you're curious for kind of more, you know, sometimes it's helpful for someone to ask you a question to lead you into, you know, maybe a, an area you haven't thought about. Yeah. So in the back of your story Bibles, if you have one of those, um, you'll find questions for each chapter. And for uh, chapter 1, um, as long as the teen edition questions are the same, and I think they I think are, so. it, it asks the question, why do you think God put the tree of knowledge and good and evil <laughs> you know, in the garden? I mean, this is interesting. You read you know, God, he makes the whole world, he makes... Well, I sang it with the kids. In the beginning, God made the seas yeah. and the forest filled with trees and the mountains. So he yeah. makes all this beautiful stuff. but So it's, it's not like there's two trees in this garden. There's a ton yeah. you know, with fruit to eat and everything. But then there's, there are two specific trees named. Yeah. The tree of life yeah. and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. God gives Adam and Eve yeah. an instruction. Yeah. Don't eat from the tree right. of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. Anything else, fair game. Yeah. I was thinking about this. Why did I, the tree of life was there too? That was yeah. not even forbidden. Yeah. You know, it's like it's almost there's like this question of like, well, and again, it comes back to trusting God, right? But like, God has created this good world. He's invited us to live with Him in it. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, I got a great, you know, I I am the author of life. You yeah. want a good life? I'm gonna show you, yeah. like, come with me, do it with me, yeah. and it's gonna be really good. Yeah. And you, you know what? If you want to do it forever, even yeah. check it out. There's a tree over here called yeah. the Tree of Life, yeah. and then there's this other tree. Yeah. I really don't want you to eat from that tree. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts of the whole Tree of Knowledge of Good <laughs> and Evil?
0: I mean, I I spoke briefly about this in the in the Bible class that I taught yesterday. Uh, also, um, I don't want to go. I don't want to go too far into you know, surmising or whatever. Yeah uh, the things that are that are unknown. I mean what we know is what we know, and the scripture tells us that there are two trees and God said don't eat of it, you know. And yeah. they did, and we see the results of it. Right. So that's what we have. So why did he put it there? I don't know. So that's that's, that's a super answer. simple answer. <laughs>
1: but a good answer. I don't know. For, for, yeah. And
0: how dare you ask me that question? You know? <laughs> I've heard I've heard some people say, and, and what I said to the group, um, which I think is fair, but again, it's uh, we don't know the ultimate answer. But sure. the Scripture would also give us the opportunity to you know kind of make this case that God, as a loving Father, gives us the opportunity to respond to Him mm. um, in trust mm-hmm. uh, and in love. So, um, if there is not the opportunity for us to have the, the option. Then we're just then we're just robots, right? You know, Um, you know, prisoners. Yeah, just in the garden, like God. God, you know, people like to talk about free wills. It's a free will question. I don't know. I mean, it's been the debates of philosophers and theologians, right, since the beginning of the age. So, yeah, Kevin, you and I are going to solve it right here on this brown couch. I thought Uh, so, man. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like. If if there's no opportunity to respond, then 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 there's no relationship, I guess. Like yeah. uh, not a relationship of of love. Um, so God God is love, and He creates us out of this this divine aspect of love and writes mm. His image onto humanity. And so, mm. um, so if there's no option, then again they're just robots, and I don't know. Robots don't give very good love. So
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. It, it, it sets the stage for. Yeah, that that this is an invitation. It's not anything forced by God, right? God desires it, right? He wants us to be in a relationship with him, but ultimately we can choose not to right um, But then the other thing that was uh, Tripped me up with with Genesis or just like it really sticking with me was you know, God says uh, If you eat of it, you shall surely die. Yeah, and then the devil's like no, you won't yeah You'll just know like what God knows. Yeah, and I was like whoa like where they like do they because then I mean is God like forced to keep his own you know what I'm saying like threat you know because like then he'll curse he curses Adam and Eve right later in the story and they will die and then he he also cuts them off from the tree of life at that point but then I started to think wait a minute what actually is life yeah I mean what's even life right now yeah you know what I'm saying like is everyone alive actually living life you know what I'm saying? Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm drinking today, man.
0: I'm getting real philosophical. Well, it is. I mean, it's philosophical. <laughs> uh, like, like, what are you talking about? Like, in terms of, like, the fullness of life that God offers? like That's kind
1: of what I'm saying. Like, I think God was saying, if you eat of this fruit, you're, you're gonna, yeah. you will surely die. Because to choose a life apart from God is yeah. death. Yeah, that is what you're choosing, right? On the large scale, like eternally, yeah. Yeah. but even in the small scale, right? Like when I choose to not, so God, God tells me, hey, Kevin, love your wife, yeah. you know, like submit, uh, submit out of uh, reverence to one another, yeah. uh, you know, in Christ, uh, love her like Jesus loved the church. Right. Love your wife, Kevin. If I say, well, yeah, forget that, God, I got my own idea, and yeah. I choose not to love yeah. my wife. I'm gonna get like it's like that's gonna like really be hard yeah. in my world it's not gonna create like like wholeness right. to my world it's gonna it's gonna kind of divide and break it down it's gonna it's like a it's like a mini death Yeah. you know Yep. and I've I just that's like crazy to me I think like right at the right at the beginning God's saying like dude you know Jesus a lot of years from now is gonna say I am the way and the truth and the life I'm yeah. telling tellin you right now man like I'm life
0: right <laughs> right no I, I agree I mean I mean, you know, Jesus says the same thing in John fifteen. You know, whoever uh, abides in me bears much fruit, but apart from me you can do nothing. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I think if yeah, if you're not if you're not living life according to God's word, um, you're not you're not truly living in the way that God intended you to live. You're you know just kind of living a slow death. You know, yeah. Uh-huh. But I mean, the scripture talks that way. But you know, even. Being kind of spiritually dead, um, right? But you know, in a Christ-like way, we we die to sin and we rise to new life in Christ through baptism. We die to sin, and we rise to new life in Christ. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's why I ended my sermon with those with the words I, I said, mm-hmm. and I there I could have emphasized it a lot more, but I just stuck it there right there at the end, and I just said, obey, obey God's word. For God's word is life. Mm. Yeah, um, I like that uh this whole idea of obedience i mean you know it's not o- not obedience in order to like gain my salvation right salvation is won for me through christ but it's obedience to god's word because he's a loving father yeah and his his word is life like it's actually good yeah like it's good for you it's not just uh, obey it so that you can get rewarded it's mm-hmm. i've already won everything for you mm-hmm. why would i so yeah why would i not obey this word like right this is, this is good
1: like sometimes and
0: when i choose something different it's not good yeah it's not good it's death it, it tastes bad i mean
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know i mean maybe maybe it feels good for a minute but then
1: you know, sin is just gross, man. Well, and and I would imagine, like, when Adam and Eve ate that fruit, and I think there's a whole book, Paradise Lost, right, by Milton? I don't it's, know anything about it. It's a classic. <laughs> I never read it either. I'm supposed, supposed to for an English class. But, yeah, it's really famous. I think it's John Milton. But he writes a whole book on this notion of the garden and eating the fruit and all this, and he creates kind of a love story out of it. But when, I imagine when they ate that fruit, it probably was, like, you know, uh, what am I trying to like entice, like very... Juicy, juicy, man. I mean, I'm not (laughs) just like not. If this is the now, like all of a sudden you're getting, like, what kind of apple would
0: it have been for you, Kevin? Well, Fuji. uh, Oh, I do. I do. A little overly sweet sometimes. that's why I like them. (laughs) Granny Smith's
1: a little too sour. Yeah, yeah. But (laughs) no, but no. Like, I'm sure for them, it was it was probably pleasing. It was probably very desirous to have. It was probably. I mean. Anytime we, we grow in this life in any of our capacities, like when you when you get really good at something, yeah, it's really easy to be like, Man, I'm so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you kinda get it's like <sighs> intoxicating. Oh. That's the word I'm looking for. I think when they ate it it was intoxicating for them. Yeah. But a lot of sin is. Yeah. But it also is like not good for you and it yeah. wasn't good for them. Yeah. And we read this story and we're like, Adam, Eve, come on, like how obvious is this, right? Like yeah. one yeah, one rule you yeah. know. And then, like, I look at my own life, and it's like, oh, I mean, it's still obvious. I'm just, I'm just not good at listening to God.
0: That's, but we, we have. It's the exact same deal for us too, isn't it? Yeah. Like, we have God's word. Mm-hmm. We, ha- we, He tells us the way, the truth, the life. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the world offers us this other way, and Satan's messing with us in the same way he messes with them, getting us to doubt God's word and. Planting these little other seeds of enticement, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. That's... Choose, choose life. Choose, choose the word of God. Like, and, right. and there will be life there.
1: Yeah.
0: Kevin, we should we should radically shift gears. Let's do it man. for a little bit. For Let's,
1: let's talk science. Ooh, all right, lay <laughs> on me. Dude. This is. Not...
0: I don't know. I don't know. This is a dangerous realm for. This for days. me.
1: That's this on the ACT. This is the area I did the worst. Did you? Yep. Really good at math, though. I didn't get at math too.
0: I did really bad at reading comprehension. Yeah, that's it's a hard one. Because I don't read. I don't read for detail. Like I read for concepts, and they didn't ask conceptual questions. They asked
1: like very yeah. specific. Yeah.
0: Anyways, uh, no. So just let's just let's just chat a minute. Yeah. Um, I'll just throw it out there. Hopefully, you answer it correctly. But our uh, our, our our Christians. Um, anti-science. Definitely. No, just <laughs> <laughs> Edit, edit, edit.
1: No, of course not. Of course not. Um, no, of course we're not anti-science. Uh, science is the, I mean, it's study of observation, right? Like yeah. it's learning about our world. It's looking at the kind of the revealed creation and, and science has blessed us with an insane amount of stuff. You know, like God, yeah. well, God has blessed us through science with an insane amount of stuff, right? I mean, I don't really want to go back before like, you know, I don't know the scientific discovery of toilets that's different than science (laughs) sorry but uh you you get what i'm saying like um yeah like there are many many good things i I guess the medical world is one world that's like you know pretty pretty impressive when you think about the lengths made you know um yeah i was
0: talking to somebody yesterday um her daughter is a neuroscientist wow Um, and they were talking about like the the just the neurons in the brain um and the, the, the daughter, who's the neuroscientist, said to her mom, because her mom was asking all kinds of questions, like all stuff, and, and the neuroscientist basically said, we hardly know anything about the way that the brain works. Mm. And there, there are many, many things that we just, we just won't, like we just aren't gonna be able to figure that out, you know? Mm. Maybe, maybe that's true, maybe, maybe not, but basically just from that, people, and that's just the brain like Not you think about of, the vast the vastness of creation but the, the human yeah. brain just like it's beyond <laughs> beyond what what we can even fathom no i mean so i asked the question about are we anti science i didn't even <laughs> say like why are we shifting gears but yeah. the, so when we're talking about creation obviously mm. our, our the world in which we live uh uh-huh. um, it's it's the popular notion kind of from a secular viewpoint which is which is becoming more and more um, the of the the norm in our culture yeah. thinks that um, christianity is anti science mm. okay mm-hmm. and it thinks that we just um, you know take take everything on a on just a grand leap of faith sure yeah okay that's kind of fair you know you could say yeah we take a lot of stuff on a grand leap of faith but also we we should like we gotta scientists need to also be honest too you know yeah. I've read a lot of stuff too um, you know I mean uh, the whole the whole theory of evolution again we need to be honest here we're both we're both Christian theologians who take the Bible as authoritative <laughs> word of God you know right, so right. we're not like we're I'm not trying to pick on anybody but um, from kind of an evolutionary side of things too there is also a grand leap of faith Mm -hmm. Um, And I was doing some reading uh, just even this last week, basically saying like when we're having the discussion with people who have a differing viewpoint of creation from what the scriptures say, uh, you know, if it is like a kind of a scientific um, methodology, we have to, everybody has a starting point. Everybody has a starting point. So like, what is your starting point for how you observe the world? you know so mm-hmm. if we go out and we start you know talking about you know the trees or whatever how did all these trees get here mm-hmm. what is our what is our starting point you know so like all the way all the way back like tracing it back so from a christian standpoint we would ultimately say well, god put them here yeah. and god made them to grow the way that they grow and it's all up to god and we can learn a lot about how trees grow and plant their seeds and you know all that stuff but from a you know a different kind of viewpoint, some people, some on an evolutionary side, would say that like there is no starting point. It's just like this infinite yeah. thing that just never had any sort of start or whatever. But that's that's actually impossible. Everything has to have a starting point mm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, except for God, you know. So you have to put that into the equation. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so there's you know as we get talking about this kind of stuff like what's the starting point what's your starting point you know do you believe that there's a god who can allow everything to to work and science is um our way of uh, learning about god's creation and appreciating it and becoming even more in awe of who he is Mm -hmm. and even better at being caretakers of his creation because we have learned a little bit about how it works like ultimately that's how science ought to be And modern science was actually invented by Christian people. Uh, Of course, right. Held to that viewpoint, you know? But Mm -hmm. many people would just say it's an antiquated viewpoint and Genesis has been disproved because of the fossil record and all this kind of stuff. Right, right. um, It's interesting. There's a lot of really, really smart people, Mm -hmm. well qualified scientists uh, who also believe in. The creation. That's right. You know, I don't know. Just for you uh, listeners, you know, there's a there's a website called um, Answers in Genesis. I don't Mm. know if you've ever been there before, but um, they have a lot of really well qualified people um, writing all kinds of stuff that I kind of understand, but don't really understand. (laughs) Uh Uh, Talking even about the man, how how science actually does point to. A biblical account of the creation in six 24 right. hour periods, yeah, yeah, and a worldwide flood and all this kind of stuff. Actually, you know?
1: I actually have to take a class in college called cosmogony. Yeah. it's the study of origins. Yeah, and uh, Dr. Locklear was my teacher, and I I don't know if he's on the board of uh, Answers in Genesis, but okay. he's he is uh, deep in the heart of that world. Okay, and you know, amazing to learn some of these scientific proofs, even yeah. you know, uh, to use that language for that that back up the biblical account of yeah. of things. Yep yeah I started looking into
0: um, I said I, it only dawned on me the other day and maybe this is just because I'm ready and willing to accept the scriptural account but I was thinking about the stars yeah and the stars that we can see and I'm like I think they said that they're like millions of like light years away or whatever oh uh-huh, uh-huh. or even the ones that we can see are like in our galaxy or like hundreds of thousands of light years away yeah and if we follow a scriptural account of creation, which we would, the earth is six to ten thousand years old, you know. So if they're hundreds of thousands of light years right. away, then you're like, well
1: Timing wise, how does how that does this, work out? How does this work out? Right. A know, bit of a brain bender. Yeah. Yeah. You said bender, yeah. that's know. your
0: last name. Um, so I I mean I sort of there's I mean, there's some really crazy math that I don't understand mm-hmm. that some people have done in some peer reviewed journals. About gravity and all this. Uh, it's pretty it's kind of fascinating uh, to, to to read into this, but ultimately, ultimately, at, at the end of the day, there there are matters of faith.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. There are
0: matters of faith. there, there just are. Yep. Um, there are in the Christian standpoint, and there are, from a scientific like scientific secular standpoint as well. There are matters of faith, huge matters of faith. Probably even more so, honestly. I don't know if they would admit it they're still trying to figure it out but mm. on an evolutionary side of things there, there, are, there are bigger gaps mm. um, in that theory than there are in simply kind of accepting that that a God who is outside of, outside of this created everything. Yeah well that's, there's a lot more to right. account for and you just can't account for some, a lot of the gaps that exist anyways. Yep. and
1: important to it, that distinguishing between science which is a good thing yeah. and something God has granted us the ability yeah. to engage and to observe our world yeah. and uh, what we call probably scientism. Yeah. You know, we throw that ism on anything that basically means this is my belief system. Yeah. And at that point, it's you're, you're using it to answer even questions that science isn't built to answer. Yeah. Science right. isn't trying to answer why you know, morality exists, or right. how we should live and, and operate in this right. world. It's not supposed to answer those questions. Right. Science is supposed to answer like how things just work. You right. know, right. Um, so so it kind of yeah. And, and the same goes for uh, our faith, yeah. right? And you and you mentioned this in a sermon. I'm so glad you did that. The Bible doesn't. It's not concerned with creation versus evolution. Mm. That's not the point of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not its function. Yeah. And we don't need to use the Bible to try and like prove anything in the scientific realm because mm. that's not that's not what the bible the bible cares about our life yeah right and it's the story uh, of not creation versus evolution but creation versus death yeah and that was that, bet, that hit home for me oh, okay. it's like that's so that's so good yeah. you know let's just get this straight because we need to we could spend a lot of time arguing with people but we'd really rather just tell them hey there's a god who cares so much about you like he died Right. He rose again. There's empirical evidence for that. If right. you're interested in knowing, we got right. tons of uh, uh, tons of people who witnessed it, right. and we're happy to share. So. Right,
0: and that's where we need to be comfortable in proclaiming what the scriptures proclaim. Yes, right, and and learning what, what the Bible is, and through this journey through the story, hopefully, yes. hopefully that'll start to resonate with you. Like, yeah, the Bible's not a science book. Um, it is it is the, the proclamation of who God is, who we are. Yeah. and how god feels about us and what he's doing to redeem us and, and bring us to everlasting life through, through christ you know Amen. so um yeah that, i mean maybe that's a short little short little stint but we're gonna it's worthwhile yeah i yep. mean my invitation is still the same kevin i'm sure you would throw out the same invitation any listeners who are curious about this to have the conversation um the you know about about creation or if that's a a stumbling block for you i hear it from a lot of people like maybe going to college or whatever Mm -hmm. who they're if they're raised kind of with a biblical view and then they're getting exposed to other things and be told that that's not true Uh this causes like a kind of a faith dilemma like and if you're in that place where like you're feeling like there's a battle between your faith and science or something and, and they're not they're not cohesive um that's not a not not the place that god wants you to be and we invite you into a conversation um to to hopefully wrestle through that because these two things they're not they're not in, in opposition nope they're not in opposition uh faith and science or the scriptures and science like there's there's a healthy marriage there and um and and both can be in play and when both are in play i think you have a fuller picture of what both of them are
1: yes i agree so
0: yep um let's do that awesome well,
1: Kevin, that's probably enough for today, hey? Uh, my brain hurts.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I hope yours does too. <laughs> <laughs> but great to be with you, man, and great to be with all our listeners. Today. All right, take care. Bye.